welcome to another Crowling to Fireside chat. I'm Aram Mutumuf, the host. Thanks for tuning in. On this show, I'm interviewing innovation leaders who are working on big industry disruptive problems from within large organizations. My guests have been in the trenches and have lots of practical advice to share about building quality digital products, staying agile, and fostering the innovation culture within their enterprise. This is episode number seven, and I'm here with Ore Adeyemi to talk about why right now might be the perfect time to double down on innovation. Ori is the Managing Director and Head of Strategic Innovation Investments at HSBC. He's based in Silicon Valley, leading in investment efforts at HSBC's corporate venture capital arm named Strategic Innovation Investments. The team invests in companies globally that are strategically aligned with HSBC in order to drive innovation and adoption of technologies across business lines. Thank you so much for joining us, Ori. Great to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Aram. Cool. Uh, let's get started. Um, first question I have for you is if you could tell the, the listeners a little bit about what you do in your role at HSBC, such things like where are you, what are you working on, how big is your team, and where are you based, and where is your team based? Sure. Thanks, Aram. Uh, so uh, I lead our corporate VC arm. Uh, I'm based in the U.S. Uh, the team is primarily based in London. And as you said, we focus on investments uh, that help uh, accelerate innovation, uh, innovation agenda at HSBC. Uh, we invest in, in technologies, platforms, companies that are strategically align to HSBC business units and functions as well. Uh, I think that's the, the main difference between us and your traditional venture capital arm that we can take a look at our opportunities through a strategic lens. Um, we're working on you know, opportunities across you know, traditional fintech areas, the pay, you know, payments, capital markets, but also we look at things, uh, areas where I call you know, tech for tech. Um, we have four key themes that we tend to focus on. One is uh, the area of cybersecurity. Uh, and crime prevention. So AML, KYC following that category. Another area for us is data and analytics. Uh, another area for us is open banking. That's probably the one that sounds most uh, fintech. Uh, so open banking, microservices, APIs will fall under that. Uh, and you know, the last theme for us is uh, operational efficiency, uh, which is you know, how can we do things simpler, better, faster, and working with companies. Uh, with respect to the team, I have a relatively small team, um, definitely less than 10 people, as I said, primarily in London. And also just to give you some uh, you know, areas of focus for our uh, investment arm. Uh, we, we're pretty flexible in terms of the stage of investment. Uh, the key thing is more engagement with HSBC or the prospects of engagement with HSBC. So we have done investments in A and B, uh, in the series A and B, and also series C and above uh, as well. And we tend to invest between three and $10 million per transaction on a case-by-case -case basis. We may as well, we may, we may do uh, less uh, less or even more uh, more than that uh, as well. So, uh, so far, so good. Uh, we've been fortunate to have invested in well over 25 companies uh, across the globe in North America, primarily in the US, uh, in Asia, and of course, uh, in Europe, where most of the team is based. Awesome. That's uh, it's an amazing um, angle that the bank's taking. And it really, I think, helps drive the whole innovation uh, mandate in an organization like that with, 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 with what you're doing. Um, so out of curiosity, before we kind of get into the more beefier questions, 
how has this whole pandemic and having this remote team, you're in Silicon Valley, there in London, you know, how has that played out for you? Any, any lessons learned in terms of running, you know, this remote team in an enterprise? Yes, I mean it, it's it's interesting. That that's uh, an interesting question. Uh, I wouldn't even say it's running a remote team, and I think it's just running a global team. That's what we are. HSBC is global in nature, uh, so I think it's something that we've actually been as a team. We've been used to it because I was based here. The team was primarily in uh, in London. Uh, but if there are any lessons learned, uh, you know, is more along the lines of flexibility. Uh, being agile in nature, um, and as a leader, and you know, to 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 the, to the extent that you can, you have to reach out one on one. I have a small team, so I can afford to do that. Unlike if you had a 500 member team, you can obviously reach out to everyone. Um, so I think it's really having flexibility in our approach. Um, some practical things that we do, we really make time to connect with one another, the the members of the team. Um, we try to make meetings very short and effective. We don't do, we don't do tend to do more than thirty meetings. Uh, you know, so so that uh, we're we're effective in our approach. Uh, and I think you know, in in a situation like this, given you have a, a global team, and imagine you just have to um, get some certain principles, certain patterns in place, let the team run, and empower people to make decisions. Uh, and it's I think what is done for us is we've actually. Uh, being able to build more trust uh, with uh, each other and being comfortable with each other during these times. That's amazing. I'm, I'm glad to hear you've, uh, it hasn't impacted you too much um, and that you've been able to, to manage it. Um, yeah, we do miss the, I, I have to admit, we do miss the, the face-to-face. So when, when I was uh, uh, pre-COVID, I used to be in London at least every six weeks in and meet face-to-face with stakeholders with a team. So don't, don't get me wrong, we miss that. We miss the, the, the physical meetings, but uh, we're making do with what we have. And it's been a good year to date. And like with, with everything going on, you know, with the pandemic and, uh, you know, the future, um, a lot of companies now have had to accelerate their digital transformation agendas, whether that's at HSBC or like at tons of other, you know, enterprises around the world. Um, what what major things have you seen um, have come to be with everything that's happened around this acceleration? And how do you think it's going to change the path to digital innovation like in general? Yeah, that, that's uh, a good point. So acceleration, as, as you, you put it, in fact, I had a, a friend of mine, I think I was talking to him yesterday, and the way he said is that what COVID has done is made everybody hit the fast forward button. So, you know, whatever was going on within your organization, whatever was going on with you, with you as a startup, fast forward button, that, that's been uh, the primary uh, thing. So, yeah, so it's, it, you're, 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 you're completely right. It's acceleration of the uh, digital agenda for corporates uh, because you don't have any choice but to implement digital solutions to meet customer uh, or your consumer demands. Um, so, and, but I think it, it goes both ways on one hand, uh, there is the demand from corporates with respect to digital solutions um, to meet custom demand. But again, when you look at the providers of the digital solutions, I think it's what's come out of this in a positive way is that they've 
actually had to accelerate the rate, the rate of which uh, they deploy these solutions to large corporates. Uh, so it, it's it, it's uh, it, it's something that I think is worked out for uh, the two sides. What we're clearly seeing is a, a rapid scaling of uh, onboarded solutions uh, and innovative ideas. We're seeing more innovative ideas come through the pipeline, uh, which are focused on servicing uh, the, the customer. So as I said, it's, it's been a win-win situation for most, but uh, you know, f- frankly, when, we, when COVID first hit uh, around and, and things were being shut down, I think around March, April, uh, there was a pause. Uh, so everyone was a bit scared, uh, what, what's gonna happen? But I think people adapted pretty quickly. And what we're seeing is the, you know, the pipeline around innovative ideas is actually uh, gone up uh, quite a bit. And, and companies, uh, the companies buying solutions and companies providing solutions have had to, uh, uh, to, to adapt according, accordingly and it's been a win-win situation. The key thing, or, or, uh, though, in all this, even though it sounds positive, is that uh, there has had to be a sense of prioritization on both sides as well. So what's, what's most important for us uh, as an institution in terms of solutions? What's most important for us uh, in terms of uh, to, to, to push our innovation agenda ahead? And also startups, uh, companies have had to be you know, flexible uh, in their approach in dealing with uh, large organizations. But all in all, I think it's been a win-win situation for uh, within the ecosystem of uh, innovation, startups, uh, and large corporates. There's, a, there's still, like even to this date, there's still a lot of um, CEOs and board members at different organizations of all sizes who are still kind of like stuck or are scared or are still playing that whole innovation theater mindset that, you know, Let's just check the box towards um, doing innovation just so that people know that we're trying something. But now, like, push comes to shove, they really have to, like, demonstrate some, some progression, some results to their stakeholders and to shareholders and things like that. What advice, what advice would you give to those decision makers at those organizations in terms of how can they help facilitate this progression that needs to take place if they, if they aren't doing it or if they are doing it and how to help? Well, uh, if, if I were to give advice, uh, f- first of all, I, I think it's very clear that um, large organizations, even small organizations that have been going through cost-cutting me- measures. Um, but I think what you find that this cost-cutting measures have actually led to uh, an increase in the requirement of digitization and automation of manual processes. So, and, you know, I think, uh, at least I can speak within large organizations that you have the, the likes of, uh, I mean, regulators and other watchdogs that have actually endorsed in uh, a push towards innovation. So the, from, from, an external, when you look at it from an external perspective, uh, you have this encouragement uh, for whether they're large organizations to even by you know the regulators to to go ahead with your digitization agenda, which go ahead and explore innovation. So, if I were to give advice uh, to you know CEOs or, or, or you know, board members at large organizations, it's I do agree. I think they should double down on innovation. Uh, I think there's no better time to do this. Uh, it's not so much about getting the new shiny toy. Uh, that's not what it's about. But the advice that I will give is having a clear plan 
uh, on how uh, you want to achieve uh, what you need to achieve and identifying quick wins. I think that's the thing. And that's, that's a, a central theme around innovation. You have to identify quick wins where and provide an environment where you can, you know, fail quickly and you move on quickly and, uh, and creating an environment really where there is, and it always comes from the top. And that's why we've been very fortunate uh, at HSBC to see this, where you create an environment that where there's ease of uh, quick decision-making. Um, you know, and that helps a lot. That helps to drive your innovation agenda. So do I think this is a time to double down? I do agree with you. You have to, this is a time to double down. This is a time where you can actually achieve, uh, uh, identify areas uh, where you can uh, achieve, uh, uh, you know, multiple wins, you know, and, and quick wins. Um, something to bear in mind also, you know, piece of advice is that uh, any leader, uh, whether it's an innovation or corporate leader, has to make sure it's an iterative process where you're able to challenge these ideas and refine them uh, as well. Uh, I'm a big fan of design thinking, and that's something we're incorporating uh, uh, at HSBC. Uh, no thanks to, to some of my colleagues. Uh, and this, you know, all come into play um, during this, this time. So advice is, you know, double down, as you said, uh, but, you know, identify the quick wins and, and, uh, and you know, fall quickly if you need to, and, but provide the avenue to, to move and, uh, and make decisions uh, quickly as well. You know, it's... Uh... Just for my own curiosity, I mean, assume that you're a leader and you're brought in um, to push this innovation agenda. How can you convince those decision makers who are kind of skeptical that now is the time to double down and like they need to understand that it's going to cost, there's going to be investment towards it, but like now is the, the right time to do it. Like how, how can that convincing kind of take place? I, I don't think, no, the, I don't know, this may be controversial, but I don't even think uh, it's so much the need to convince decision makers that this is the right time to double down on innovation and not scale back. It's more to have the leaders or, you know, all of us in this ecosystem to listen to customers and that's it. So if, you're, if you actually listen to what your customers are saying, what your employees are saying as a leader, it's always a no-brainer in terms of what you need to do and not scale back. So I think the, the key thing is encouraging uh, you know, leadership within any organization, any large corporate to listen to the mm -hmm. customers. When, and, and, and that's something we, we, you know, we take seriously at HSBC. Uh, when you listen to your customers, you hear what the customers are saying, you hear what the employees are saying, um, then it becomes, uh, I think um, it becomes very obvious that you have to double down on innovation. Uh, I have uh, one of my colleagues, uh, he heads up uh, innovation for our finance and risk function, uh, Steve Suarez, I'm, I'm name dropping him. I, I, he said something that it's about uh, happy employees. <laughs> happy employees uh, will give you uh, uh, happy customers and happy customers will give you happy shareholders. And it just flows that way. So it's creating that environment, that environment where you listen. Uh, so when you have leaders that are able to listen, I think convincing the decision makers, convincing the leaders that's the right time to go ahead uh, with, with certain uh, innovative ideas and not to scale back becomes much easier. It will speak for itself. Yeah, amazing. Uh, I, I love that. Um, 
expression. I'm, yeah, yeah. I, I talked to him. I told him I was going to go. It's not. It's not my saying. He said it's happy. You know, we're having a conversation. He said, happy employees, happy customers, happy shareholders. I was like, you know what? That is true. Uh, it is a circle. It all goes around. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, design thinking. Um, I want to also now kind of go a bit deeper in terms of like how does innovation really work at HSBC? Like from a process standpoint, like um, like design thinking is one part of, yeah. of an innovation process. Mm-hmm. What are some other things that um, HSBC does in order to stay on that kind of front line in terms of getting the information and then processing it and then actually um, executing on some initiatives? Um, I think the, the key, you know, what we do at HSBC is, you know, uh, getting people involved. Um, that's extremely important. And that's something we've had to learn over the years. Um, you know, we're, we're working to, to have uh, innovation to be more uh, uh, centralized, more coordinated, but we have, you know, different groups that are working on different innovation activities. And what, what's happened uh, or what's made these different organizations within HSBC successful is just getting, as I said, just getting people involved, uh, having avenues where you have diversity of thought and inclusion. That is so important. You know, when you're able to start with a, a big pool, and I really mean when I say a big pool of, uh, of ideas, it's so, you know, it's not so much, you know, I, Aram and, and Ali and, and Ore, what are your ideas? And this is, you know, you are the only three people uh, that, that know best, but no, start with a big pool, but have a good way in which you narrow. And that's something you've, you've, uh, we've been able to do successfully in different parts of HSBC. And as I said, listening to our employees uh, what, and what our customers are saying. Uh, has been uh, extremely important. So that's kind of the way it's worked for us in in, in identifying uh, ideas at HSBC. I love it. I, I like the the big funnel and then going down to like. It's it, it, it's so I think you know a lot of people. Uh, I've heard stats around this. Uh, you know, it's you know if you were if you were to come up with ideas, there's only a very small percentage that actually make it to the end. So you you better have a big pool because not everything will make it. Uh, and that's something that's worked at HSBC, but it's so important, uh, you know, diversity of thought and inclusion around, it's so important. And that is the asset that organizations have. So at HSBC, we recognize that that's the asset. We have our people mm-hmm. in terms of innovation and our customers as well. Listen to our customers and the people being able to generate these ideas. And, and that's what's uh, worked for us and will continue to work for And as we fine tune it, as we, as we listen more to our employee base, uh, this diverse group, you know, we have over 200,000 uh, people to, to get ideas from. As we, we start this and as we use it, we're able to identify things to move us forward as an organization. That's fantastic. And what, when you have this big pool, how do you then go and funnel it a bit smaller and then a bit smaller? Like, what is like, you have the top funnel and then it goes to, I'm assuming, validating or taking a, a, few, a few good ones that people may be really uh, stuck behind. And then how do you go about validating those ideas that people have? And then what happens next? Do they create like a proof of concept? 
Yeah, so it is, you know, it's as you get the ideas together, you know, the validation process starts with, you know, uh, you know, which which ones are quick wins. You, so you could identify quick the quick wins. And as I learned, it's sort of you have the horizon, the first horizon, which is the quick wins. Uh, and also you have the second horizon, which is, you know, things that are kind of that can be new to us at HSBC, but it's not new to the world. That's still innovative. So let's let's admit there are things that are just you know very quick wins. That's your horizon one, and then horizon two is sort of things that are sort of new to HSBC, but you know, uh, and maybe not so much new to the world. It's fun. Then the third horizon is sort of the moonshot. You know, it's it's kind of new to everybody. So you you kind of you could find ways to filter into these three uh, different buckets and then decide which ones you want to tackle first. So first, of all, I think the quick wins are easier to, to tackle at first. Then you go through, you know, you go through a POC process uh, and from POC, not all of them are going to make you through the POC. Uh, then you go through uh, uh, also uh, a production uh, process. Even after production, none of them might, no, not all the ideas uh, might survive as well. So uh, that that's the way uh, I, I see it. Uh, and just being, doing it systematically um but but frankly the what i'm talking about it sounds like it is a science but th there's an art to it as well where you know you do get a feel from you know listening again to the employees listening to the customers you do get a feel of what you should prioritize and the most important thing let what your customers are saying drive what problems you're looking to solve that's fantastic and when you are, when the pro ideas are going towards the proof of concept stage of production, how how does it work to get like budgets around? Because obviously somebody's got to pay for oh. that type of thing. You, 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 you said you said the B word, Aaron. <laughs> the the <budget>. B words. <laughs> <laughs> you said the B word. Uh, I was hoping you wouldn't say the B word. Um, it, it, it sort of, you know, if, if it, no, I, I have lots of companies pitched to me as well from from an investment point of view equity investment which is primarily what i do but uh you know we try to in, you know help companies get engaged innovative companies engage with bits of hsbc and when we when we meet with them and yeah but my no fire question is like so so uh how much is this going to cost you know it's, it's sort of like it's all well and good but i think in terms of how you get budget the b word um you know, from my discussions with different innovation leaders at HSBC, I think it's about proving value. You know, if I were to tell you, or I'm, I'm going to give you, you know, if you give me a dollar and for $1 that you give me, I'm able to give you $2. That's a no-brainer, right? Um, so I think it's being able to craft and decide uh, and be able to convey uh, uh, value and ultimately prove value. So people do appreciate that. And that could help get budget. Um, I think another way in which, you know, you get budget is through, uh, that I found it's worked is uh, cross uh, collaboration. So, and this is what I mean by that. So I may be the one with the idea, uh, but I'm not the one that has the funds. That might be another unit or business that may have the fund. Uh, uh, the funds to, to make it happen and working closely with them. So working with partners and that is the whole concept of open innovation, uh, I think. Uh, so uh, using the principles of open innovation, working across the board, you'll be shocked how you're able to leverage resources, ideas, people, budget, 
uh, uh, to get uh, one common goal achieved within a large organization. Um, what you know, uh, you know the, the concept uh, uh, of uh, you know, around innovation a few, few years ago used to be that knowledge is power. Um, but in discussing with uh, my colleagues, we actually disagree that it's not innovation is not about knowledge being power. Uh, it's about how much knowledge can I share? So making connections. So th these are ways in which you get budget, uh, you know, open innovation, cross collaboration, being able to identify value. And ultimately, again, prioritization, you know, you can't do everything, you can't do everything. Even for me as an investor, there are great companies that we meet and come across every day. We cannot invest in every single company as much as we'll love to do it from a strategic point of view. Um, but uh, being able to ideally prioritize uh, what we should be, you know, who we should be investing in, who we should be working with uh, is, is, uh, can help us make the case uh, for budget around innovation. Lots of great tidbits there, thank you. Um, kind of leading me into my next question that I have is, innovation is a very tricky thing to track, you know, from its infancy all the way to production and then six months, six years, 12 years out, right? In terms of the success that it had, whether that's through strategic investments into companies or, or whatnot. Is there anything you could share there in terms of how do you build out some of those metrics and measure the success of these initiatives that you do. Yeah, I was going to say again the M word: uh, measurement metrics. So it's so so I've I've gone to it's almost every conference, especially in, in corporate venture capital investment that I go to. Uh, there's always a, a panel discussion, or there's always a a breakout session uh, around metrics, KPIs. And I tell you, that tends to be the most sold out uh, uh, breakout session or the most packed because it seems like everyone's still trying to figure it out. And everyone's always curious as well. So how are you doing it? No, how are you doing it in terms of uh, uh, metrics or me me measuring success around innovation? But I, I think it, it varies ac uh, you know, across different organizations. Um, you know, uh, fundamentally, I mean, there, there are soft metrics uh, that one can have is really, and the soft metrics are things like how are you creating an environment uh, for employees and, and teams uh, to come up with innovative ideas and to work with innovative. So those are soft metrics, you know, what are you doing? Uh, things like upskilling. And that's why I go back to the, what I said earlier on, create happy employees, you create happy customers, and ultimately you create happy shareholders. That's mm -hmm. the way. So those are soft metrics. So what are we doing as an organization to facilitate an environment that is inclusive, that is welcoming to ideas? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's, so you, you can measure that. Okay, what, what, what programs do we have in place? Uh, so those are soft metrics. Then there are the hard metrics that, that uh, innovation leaders tend to, to use. So hard metrics are things like, well, the, the number of POCs, how many of these POCs are, are successful? Uh, really identifying, you know, which POCs or, or which ones can add an incremental dollar 
maybe in terms of revenue to the to the business cases that you have. Um, so going to into production, how many do you put into production? What goes beyond production? What is sustainable uh, even after production? So in order for you to have uh, to to have success, because that's what metrics is all about, you really have to build that mountain. Uh, uh, and uh, and really identify uh, you know how you how you progressing things along along the funnel along the uh, the, the uh, from you know the the the, the well the, the funnel the top of the mountain mm-hmm. um, and you know there are other things around efficiency you know really tracking um, are we able to uh, does this translate to efficiency you know are we able to do things faster. Um, and also another metric that people uh, look to, to, to uh, in terms of innovation is with a particular idea, does it even give you better predictability around what your customer needs are? Uh, I think that's, that's really key. So speed to, you know, and also cost efficiency as well is one. Awesome. Um, are there but, any- but, but I tell you, but metrics is not something that anyone's, figure it out uh, it will vary you know so for us on the investment side yes we do look at you know we're making investments but it's not just the dollar amounts that we've deployed every year but how engaged are these companies that we've invested in how engaged are they with hsbc how successful are they with hsbc uh in terms of Depth, okay, are they doing more? In terms of breadth, are they doing more across, maybe they came in through one organization, maybe it was within a wealth and private bank business, but are they doing more, a personal banking business, a wealth and personal banking business, or are they, are they doing something there? And also in our commercial banking business, is this a solution that we can take across the board? Uh, that's always key for us. And those are some of the metrics that we're able to, to track. Okay, fantastic. Um, if, if you can share, um, are there any innovative projects that you're currently working on HSBC that uh, you can talk about? I mean, there, there uh, fr- frankly, every investment that we've made as a team, the you know, uh, HSBC Ventures uh, is they're working on different innovative projects. Uh, so I can give you, you know, some examples. So for example, we invested uh, in a company called uh, Quantexa. They're providing financial crime uh, data analytics uh, uh, across the uh, majority of our businesses. Um, it's fully deployed, uh, you know, covering our intelligence unit around fraud, AML, sanctions. We have you know, several users on the platform. And um, you know, so being able to identify you know, potential areas of fraud, that, that's something Quantexa is helping us with. Uh, and when I talk about uh, uh, breath, Quantexa, yes, we're using it as an AML solution. Additionally, it's been deployed for customer insights. So think about it. You know, if you can get con- uh, if you can get context around uh, uh, connectivity connections to be able to differ, to to identify fraud, why can I get context around connections? to be able to uh, have customer insights, understanding who your suppliers are and the supplier of your supplier and how I work with them. So Quantexa is a great example of uh, um, you know, working on innovating projects across the board at HSBC. Um, you know, uh, another uh, company we've invested in, in fact, two companies we invested in uh, that actually working together is a company called Contour. Uh, Contour is a, a trade uh, finance platform uh, built on uh, decentralized uh, network technology and they're using technology 
noise from R3, uh, R3 quarter, uh, and it's been designed to facilitate issue, uh, uh, the, the issuance of letters of credit. Uh, and so HSBC has been able to uh, do, you know, groundbreaking, uh, uh, I think the world's first letter of credit uh, transaction on a blockchain platform um, that actually changed the time that it took from five to 10 days to 24 hours. And most recently, I think it was a news, uh, we did something uh, in Bangladesh uh, where we conducted the first country uh, blockchain-based letter of credit transaction on the same platform. Uh, so we have, you know, things happening from my side on on, on uh, with with our, our, our startups. Um, but there are other things happening, even at HSBC around uh, innovation or even efficiency. Think about it during this COVID times, just being able to get over two hundred thousand people to work securely from home. It's a big deal. (laughs) It's a big deal. Uh, So, so that you know, kudos to our our technology team, to uh, our um, you know my my colleagues uh, that have helped uh, make this possible. Uh, an area of interest for, for us uh, and that we've actually done a lot of stuff, uh, work in uh, is uh, biometrics uh, technology. Uh, there was, uh, no, I, I don't think I'm wrong with this quote. There was, we, we saved our voice ID as prevented over $200 million of, uh, two million, 200 million pounds of attempted oh. fraud just in the UK. $200 million of attempted for just in the UK through our voice uh, ID uh, uh, program. So that that's, you know, innovation working for us. Uh, yeah. And uh, there is also another solution. In fact, there is a company been done this work with a company based here in Palo Alto around there's this iCash tool, which is using artificial intelligence to ensure that more than a thousand ATMs in Hong Kong don't run out of money. So before, you know, you have ATMs running out of money and it was a bit of a manual process, but uh, uh, HSBC has been able to use AI uh, in identifying uh, uh, how to replenish uh, uh, cash uh, with, with this tool. So, I mean, there, there's so many things going on, so many innovative ideas, you know, projects or, or initiatives that are ongoing, but it's all about efficiency. Uh, at HSBC, uh, our current CEO has made it very clear, we are doubling down. Uh, in terms of uh, uh, technology, uh, our digital agenda, we're doubling down on it. We see the opportunity and we're going to capitalize on that opportunity. I know you work across different kind of uh, departments at HSBC and you work a lot with startups and you do investments in some of these companies. How do you think, <clears throat> because innovation can come in different ways. It could be internal, it could be external. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Investments. Um, mm-hmm. How do you think large corporates can uh, do a better job of engaging with startups and vice versa. Any kind of tips there? I mean, the, 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 the way large corporates, and this has been a lesson learned for us uh, at HSBC. So we've been doing this for, you know, I've been doing it for about six years or so. Um, how can do we do things better? It, it's just making it easier, making it easier to engage. Uh, because, you know, HSBC organizations like us, we're a large organization. And for a 20 man, or 20 woman, or five men, five women startup, uh, it can be intimidating. It's like you come in, who am I supposed to be talking to? Uh, and, and, you know, you come, you have so many meetings and you're, you're not sure where, where things should fit. So from our perspective, things that large organizations and for us, what we've been able to achieve to, to make things better is, 
just became that process itself simpler, having clear uh, 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 contacts, just, just simply clear contact, clear connections that can help navigate. And my team uh, at HSBC plays a great role in, in doing that, being and uh, 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 helping navigate uh, the. The, the 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 large organization that is HSBC. Some people don't like it when I use this word. I I call it concierge services. So the concierge services for the startups, helping them and doing it in a way with care, okay. yeah. doing it with care. You know that's it. Now knowing that these startups are fragile, these are startups. These are people that have. Uh, and I think sometimes when we talk about uh, innovation. And when we talk about uh, uh, investments, we miss the whole bit around empathy and, and being able to really understand these are, are people that have, you know, probably if this is their first idea, this is their life's work. There's no, they're taking a major risk and really understanding that. And that plays a great deal of uh, in how you approach these startups and how you engage with them. I you know and how you give them advice too. So that's one. So on the other hand, with startups too. So you know, I'm not. It's not HSBC. I'm going to. I'm going to point this out. So that they have work to do as well. <laughs> is for the early stage companies to identify and understand um, how you know what clear use cases, understanding clear use cases that they can uh, work on uh, or that large organizations would uh, appreciate. And, and frankly, sometimes it's as simple as doing your homework. It's as simple as doing your homework, uh, you know, coming in and saying, oh, yeah, so what's your, what are your plans on your digital agenda? You know, you've not done your homework because, you know, HSBC has been on this digital agenda for, for years. So, I mean, so doing your homework, um, asking questions. You know, in fact, the most successful CEOs, that I've seen in their engagement with, with uh, large corporates, they listen. Sounds simple, right? They listen, they ask questions, and, and then, you know, uh, and, and then they're able to communicate uh, 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 potential uh, solutions. It's not so much creating a solution and you just want to scramble around looking for a problem. I don't believe in that. So, uh, so those, you know, that, those are some pieces of advice that I, I would suggest for the large organization and for the startups themselves. On that note, can you can you maybe contrast the difference in innovation coming from M and A's or investments versus internal? And is there a difference between the dynamics? Yeah, well, there could be. So, I mean, what tends to happen? I, I think with so so you could have large organizations making acquisitions, M and A, right? Um, and you could have uh, startups or you know, relative startups maybe at the growth stage making acquisitions. I think what you tend to have, this is a very general statement, it's not always true, but what you tend to have with the large organization tends to be the size, you know, of, um, you'd, you'd hardly find large organizations buying, uh, uh, you know, doing an M&A transaction, purchasing a series A company. Um, so because they always want to see really what traction the, the company is had in the marketplace uh, potential with them. It's only if they've done so much with them, or it could be an aqua hire. So maybe you have a startup has excellent idea, but for some reason things are not working out. But they have solid technology and great people. You could have a large organization that would just absorb them. We've seen a few of those happen. Um, so, so I think 
the one of the difference in you know, comparing and contrast is just around scale uh, of, of the types of companies that you see and what stage they're in. Um, and that, that's, that's really it. But uh, we at HSBC, I mean, from, my, from the investments that we do, we're not investing so that we can acquire. Most of the investments are minority investments. We're investing because one, we want to develop insights in particular innovative technologies. We want to invest so that we can partner with these companies to help accelerate innovation uh, to do maybe some co-product, uh, some uh, joint product development work as well, when, of course, financial returns as well. So it's not so much we're investing to make that acquisition. Um, uh, and that's that's been our strategy. Okay, okay. Uh, personal question here. Um, you've been in the innovation space for some time now. Uh, where do you go or who do you turn to advice when you're stuck? Or how do you, how do you improve your capabilities, your mindset towards innovation? Um, I wish I could say I have the, the oracle that I, I go to and get, get all the wisdom. I kind of do. I do have <laughs> lots of oracles that I go to. I, I think it's, it's, it, it's, um, there is, you know, in terms of people, yes, there, there are people that I, I go to and, and, and you don't, you'll be shocked that I learned so much and, uh, uh, from my team. You know, the people that report to me, I learned so much uh, from them. I have discussions, uh, uh, you know, I, I tell them, I, I learn from them, uh, you know, getting ideas. What, what do you think? What's the latest thing? What's the latest trend? Are you excited? What are you excited about? What are you, why are you excited about this? And having, and we have such a, uh, we've built enough trust and very open-minded uh, about uh, challenging ourselves and, and really uh, thinking through what, what, what's, what's next, what should we be doing? So I do go to my team. There are senior people at HSBC that, that I go to as well uh, for um, mentorship or just getting their ideas and their thoughts. Um, and uh, there, there are people even outside uh, of HSBC that I go to. I mean, as I told you, at HSBC, we have, uh, you know, within HSBC, we have different innovation teams and going and having conversations, keeping in touch with all these stakeholders that I have, lots of them that I have, and and having a cadence to my engagement with them and talking with them. Uh, that's And there are people external as well. So it could be, you know, you as well, you know, Aram, what do you think about this? Really? Uh, what, what do you think about this? What I, so there are people and venture, uh, you know, here in, in this, in Silicon Valley, there, there are lots of uh, uh, VCs that uh, we engage with, I engage with, and we have regular catch-ups to talk about ideas, to talk about things we should be looking at, and, and that's worked, you know, worked well for for me and for my team. Amazing. I hope that answers your question. It does. <laughs> awesome. Um, I always love ending these off with some quick-fire kind of questions, which are uh, okay. So is this a is this a test? It's not. Am I, 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 I going to be graded on this? No, 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 no. It's just um, you know, four questions. Um, okay. And uh, one-liners, kind of like okay. first thing that kind of comes to your head, okay? So Sure. So first one is, what is something innovation leaders should stop doing as of tomorrow? Like, stop, like... Delay. delay. Look, stop, look, stop delaying. Move. Do something. Less, look less inward, more outward. Okay. Okay. What should they... Well, you can of answer that. What are some other things they should start doing right away, other than what you just said? 
don't grieve me. Quick, they should, they should open to quick wins. Um, I, I achieve, no, no, identify quick wins. Uh, that, that's it. And then um, uh, last one or two is, uh, what tips or tricks um, would you tell people about sharpening your innovation mindset? That's a good one. And I'm, not, I'm very tempted not to, uh, I don't know if it's a quick fire answer. So tips is, you know, as I said, being, being open to, to failure, I, I think is one. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you see, it's actually more than when it's not working, moving on. Right. That, that's one. Another tip around you know, sharpening innovation mindset, this may be controversial. And I, uh, I'm not going to mention the person's name, so I don't embarrass him, but he, he told me this. Understanding that uh, innovation and decision-making, it's not, it's not a democracy at the end of it all. It's mm-hmm. not a democracy. I don't, I'm not saying it's a dictatorship, but it's not a democracy, meaning you have to make decisions you know, around what do you think, Ali, Sergey, what do you think? Or right, what do you think? Okay, you make you make a decision, mm-hmm. and I'm not looking necessarily looking for consensus. Consensus, uh, not all the time. So it's not a democracy, and, and I think you you you'll be able to. Sh- it's taking risk and being able to make that decision and get it done, and being being very comfortable in your failure too. Being able to accept it, right? Accept it, accept it, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, well, all right, that was awesome. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate uh, your knowledge sharing and lots of great golden nuggets here that we could pass on to the listeners. So um, thank you for your time and thanks for participating. Um, so for all the listeners, tune in next time to hear about more innovation professionals sharing a lot of these great insights that you're only going to get here so thanks again Ari. it was it was, it was wonderful thanks Aram.